Good morning, Big Ten fans. Welcome back to another edition of the Big Ten Morning Minutes. I'm your host, Mike Jen. Give me a follow on Twitter at MikeFJen. Follow the show site over there as well at Big Ten MM. It is Tuesday, June 8th, 2021, and uh, I think I might have been wrong about this whole recruiting thing. Uh, multiple commits yesterday inside the Big Ten. Uh, like I've said the past few days, I kind of thought that a lot of prospects would wait, uh, kind of go through a little bit more of the process, but, oh, man, I was wrong. I might have been wrong. It might cool down, but after yesterday, I don't know. But before I get into the commitments that schools got yesterday, let's talk about Northwestern and their open athletic director position. Well, guess what? It's not open anymore because yesterday they announced the hiring and alongside with that at a press conference for the new athletic director in Derek Glag. Uh, Glag was a former athletic director in Tulsa. He was an executive for the NCAA. It doesn't shock you the kind of uh, background that Glag is going to have when you go to to a school like Northwestern. Uh, They've got a lot of pull. And in all honesty, I think they really vetted this big time. With all of the negative criticism that they got when they announced that Mike Poliski was going to take over for Jim Phillips, they took their time. The uh, fact that Polinski was hired and stepped down uh, and that whole fiasco for Northwestern, uh, that was over a month ago. I can damn well tell you that, and and this is not, I, I don't have insider information or anything like that, But I know for a fact that Northwestern took their time. They were not going to get this wrong. They were not going to get dragged through the mud of the media again. And look, it's not the media's fault that they're getting dragged through the mud. It's just part of the process when you hire a guy that has current legal issues. And the current legal issues surround the school. And not only do they surround a school, the school, they surround a group that has been paraded around, specifically the cheerleaders, the females, that should not have been in those situations. I'm not sure what Northwestern was thinking when they decided that Poliski was the guy. I know what they were thinking when they decided that Glag was the guy. This guy is going to have a clean record. He's going to have nothing that they can find that's going to be egregious. And that is exactly what happened. This is a, a position where it's obviously very highly thought of. The athletic department that Jim Phillips left when he went to become the commissioner of the ACC, mind you, is in very good hands. The football team has gone to two of the last three Big Ten championship games. The basketball team a few years ago finally broke through and ended their NCAA program drought. Other sports across the the table are up there as well. 
this is a hiring that you knew that Northwestern had to make, obviously, but one that they very much vetted very carefully. And, you know, I I think that the addition is good. The addition is solid. And, you know, moving forward, I think that Northwestern's in good hands with Derek Glag as their new athletic director. All right. Like I told you, there were multiple commits yesterday inside the Big Ten. And uh, we're not even talking about, uh, you know, guys that didn't have some recruiting traction. And we're going to start off with the Illini. And once again, they are keeping it in-house. And again, uh, due to the fact that uh, I'm a scout here in Illinois, I actually know their newest commitment, Malachi Hood. Uh, I've seen Hood multiple times at multiple events. Uh, The Joliet Catholic linebacker now joins his teammate, running back Jordan Anderson, as 22 commits for the Illini. Uh, Hood actually uh, went on, on campus yesterday, uh, worked out in front of Brett Bielema and his staff, uh, did not have an offer. Actually, this was his only offer. But I think that's all he needed. And I love what Bielema has done inside the state of Illinois. There's a ton of D1-level talent in this state. Lovey Smith didn't want anything up to do with it and it obviously still boggles my mind as to why lovey decided that he didn't want to recruit a state that has multiple every year multiple d1 caliber players it doesn't make sense and look malachi hood at 6'2 210 pounds only had the Illini offer. But there were other Division I schools fighting to get him on campus to see him work out, just like the Illini did, and would, which would have ultimately led to an offer. You know, I'm, I'm a big fan of Hood's game. I think, he's, uh, I think he will grow into a three-down linebacker. He's got some very impressive coverage skills along with uh, being able to flip his hips, uh, runs very well. I like this commitment for the fighting Illini and Brett Bielma. Sticking with prospects coming out of Illinois, the Buckeyes got one of the best ones in the state yesterday. That's wide receiver Caleb Brown. From St. Rita High School, 5'11", 177 pounds. I've known Brown for a little over a year now. And when I first talked to Caleb, he told me that Ohio State was talking to him every single day. Literally, every day. And I looked at him and I said, really? Every day? He said, yep. He said he's formed a very good relationship with the coaching staff. Brian Hartline, his wide receivers coach. Ryan Day, obviously the head coach. And if you were to tell me, and I unfortunately I haven't seen Caleb at many events because I, I think that he knew what was coming. I think he knew what was going on. 
Like he went to, uh, you know, he was actually in Columbus yesterday, just like Hood was. He was actually in Columbus yesterday on official visit. I don't think he needed to see anything else. I think the relationship that the Buckeyes formed with Brown was enough. He just needed to get on campus to physically see it himself. And, you know, as a former Buckeye, when you get on that campus and you see how it's grown and what it looks like, I mean, it is night and day from when I was there. They've really, really done a great job. Uh, Columbus, the city, not just the university uh, of expanding and growth. And it's a college town, but it's also a professional town. They've got the Blue Jackets there as well. Got a minor league. I believe they still have a minor league baseball team. It used to be the the uh, Clippers, but you know, to be honest with you, I'm not sure if the Clippers are still around anymore. They were a Yankees affiliate, but nevertheless, uh, the Buckeyes are getting a great one in in Brown. You know, I, I like I said, I, I had seen and met Brown a little over a year ago uh, at a seven on seven event, and he literally got everything. Literally, a uh, great frame. Uh, lower half is just so impressive. It looks like he's been uh, squatting since he's out the womb. Seriously, his lower half is impressive. And I think the Buckeyes just continue to get stronger and stronger at the wide receiver position. Brown had offers from Alabama, Michigan, Florida, Michigan State, Notre Dame, Penn State, Wisconsin. I mean... He had offers pretty much to go anywhere in the country that he wanted. And he stuck with the Buckeyes, a team that has been on him for at minimum over a year. At minimum. Right? Because I met Brown a year ago, and he told me that he was talking to Ohio State every day. The Buckeyes put the work in, and that's why they get that fantastic results on the recruiting trail. Uh, Nebraska got good news yesterday and bad news yesterday. I'll start off with the good news. They got a tight end commitment in Chase Androff out of Minnesota. I love the size here, 6'6", 230 pounds. Uh, Got plenty of room to add on to to continue to grow. Uh, Iowa State, Kansas State, uh, Michigan State were a few of his offers. Uh, Kind of surprising that a Minnesota guy that's a D1 prospect did not have a gopher offer. Usually P.J. Flex all over that. But uh, there, there's some good work that Scott Frost is doing on the recruiting trail. The problem that I see, however, with Frost right now is that that work on the recruiting trail is going to have to translate over into wins on the field soon, very soon. We're talking about he's going into year four, and they have struggled. I understand alumni. He's got a lot going on for him with Nebraska. 
but you have to win. The profession's about winning. And that's something that the Gorn Huskers have not done with Scott Frost at the helm. And yeah, he's recruited fairly well. But he needs to start racking up those wins. He needs to get to a bowl game this year. Eight and four would be ideal. Nine and three, better. Ten and two, fantastic. He needs to be better. He's starting to have the players to be better, too. They need to put it all together, though. Either way, they're getting a pretty solid tight end in Chase Androff. Now the bad news for Nebraska. They were playing for a spot in the Super Regionals and the NCAA Tournament last night against Arkansas. A 3-2 lead heading into the eighth inning. And the bullpen imploded. Allowed four runs and goodbye Nebraska. The last standing Big Ten hope in the College World Series. Well, they're not quite there yet to the College World Series. So let's call it the NCAA Tournament. The last hope for the Big Ten is now gone. Every team, only three, Michigan, Maryland, and now Nebraska, have now been eliminated from the NCAA baseball tournament. It's unfortunate, but, you know, uh, Northern schools really didn't get a ton of love. And uh, kind of rightfully so. I think that, you know, the Big Ten really couldn't measure themselves against the rest of the country due to the fact that they did not play out-of-conference games. Usually they have midweek games against non-conference opponents. They didn't do that this year. Uh, Usually early on uh, during the year when it's not so nice out in the Midwest, um, as a former Buckeye baseball player myself, look, they they pretty much travel to mid-April. Yeah, the, the season typically started at the end of February, so six weeks on the road really helps the Buckeyes. But unfortunately, that wasn't the case, or anybody really in the Big Ten, not just the Buckeyes. Uh, that it is unfortunate that only three teams got in, and none of them advanced past the first weekend. One note, or a mo- multiple notes from one school on the basketball side of things before I sign off for the morning, and that's Michigan State. Tom Izzo has reworked his staff, and significantly. And all of the moves came out yesterday in one big press release. Yeah, all right. There were promotions, there were new hires, there were old faces and new places. We'll start off with a promotion, and that is the former recruiting coordinator, Doug Wojcik. Wojcik is now going to be elevated to an assistant. That's kind of how it works. Uh, A video coordinator usually goes to a recruiting coordinator, which usually goes to an assistant. That's exactly what happened with Wojcik. Mark Montgomery, a former assistant for the Spartans and a former Northern Illinois head coach for 10 years, will now take over as recruiting coordinator. 
I like the move here. Tons of experience. Tons of experience. I, you know, what I don't know is whether or not Montgomery will be on the bench for games. You know, I don't, each school kind of does it differently and who, who they have. Uh, You know, he might be on the bench, but, you know, not in an active coaching role. Who knows? I don't know. You know, each school does it a little bit differently with uh, who they have on their bench in an active on-game role. Uh, New video coordinator is Austin Thornton. And uh, another familiar name here in Matt McQuaid. McQuaid is coming back. A former player is coming back to Michigan State. And he's going to be the assistant director of operations. And who's he going to report to? Well, he's going to report to Garrett bringing stool, who was the former assistant director of operations. Now, he is the head of that position for Izzo and the Spartans. He's going to be the director of operations along with chief of staff. So a ton of movement for Michigan State. Uh, this might be why we've seen some movement along their recruiting classes. Remember, uh, Enoch Bokeh, uh, Monty Bates, two top 15 national prospects, five stars viewed by many recruiting services, pretty much all of them. At one point, the duo was committed to the Spartans. Now they're not, neither of them. Uh, Bokeh, I believe, is uh committed to Arizona. Don't hold me on that one. I know he did recommit, but uh I, I'm not hundred percent sure where it was. I, I believe it was Arizona. And it looks like Bates is probably gonna go the uh professional route. If I had to guess. So these are big time losses. You know, those are two players that every school across the country wanted to have. And unfortunately for Michigan State they were committed, and now they're not. But it could be a, a, a big reason why is because of all the moves that I just went over. That some of the coaches that they were committed to are gone, have moved on. Dean Fife gone, moved on. It's a difficult proposition for Michigan State and Tom Izzo, but I think they'll be okay. Tom Izzo has shown that uh, even with, uh, uh, you know, lesser guys, less quote-unquote lesser guys. But the Spartans are still a pretty damn solid team. And they're pretty good. And they'll stay good. And that will do it for me this morning on your Big Ten Morning Minutes. Once again, I appreciate the listen. Uh, go ahead and give me a follow on Twitter at MikeFGen. Follow the show site over there as well at Big Ten MM. Raiders, Bruce, share us on all of your listening platforms. Have a fantastic Tuesday, Big Ten fans. I will talk to you tomorrow morning.